0: Hey Michael, how are you?
1: Good, thanks Matt. How are you?
0: Going great. Going great. We had a good session with the boys last week. We talked about a really cool, uh, productive formula around goal setting called Smart Goals.
1: Yeah, um, it was a very action-packed episode because we hadn't talked much about goal setting before. We kind of touched on that stuff a little bit when we were talking about a dream job. So mm. um, it's just the same kind of area of like identifying. You could easily put the two together because talking about dream jobs or you know what to aspire to after school. You know, we figured out what things we were interested in and how to apply those to, you know, something could be a job. And then goal setting, of course, is related because often goal setting is related to either work or developing the skills necessary for work.
0: Yeah, or um, people's idea of happiness is sometimes attached to achieving something or getting to a certain, uh, completing something. Exactly, um, it's
1: definitely, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk to kids in high school about it because it's one of those things that I wished had been talked about before I left school, you know what I mean? Because I kind of floundered around and then had to figure it out by myself and I probably was too hard on myself in the process Mm. so just, yeah, knowing you know, knowing what you want having a bit of direction and especially just how good, how valuable it is to set goals but also how we can like not ruin our chances at actually achieving those goals
0: Exactly. And the thing about being in school, I remember being in school and thinking mm-hmm. how goals were being set. I felt like my goals were being set for me in a way because I was constantly being told and, and pressured to achieve academic success. You know, focus on, you know, your subjects Mass English. And as, you get, as I got older, I realized I had lots of things I wanted to pursue and get better at, but I constantly felt pressured to work more on school related issues rather than future things in my head and in my heart
1: yeah it's it's really interesting that you should say you felt like goals were chosen for you because that's really something that's part of the adult world that you're not prepared for at all when you get out of mm. school is being self directed because mm. you can't in a way you can't teach being self directed because you're teaching it and yeah, it's really like exactly being right. self directed is it's kind of the absence of authority and the absence of You know people make decisions for you you know when when we're kids we don't go around shopping for schools you know we end up where we're sent we we do you know the subjects that it's time for on our timetable we get a taste of choice with our electives but it's such a big jump from that and stepping out into the real world or the workforce i remember even the first time i went on holidays without my parents i realized that you know when we would go to the Gold Coast in the holidays, they'd have an itinerary, and that's the only reason mm. the holiday was so fun. So even like yeah. fun things like that, you can <laughs> you can go on a holiday on yourself by yourself, but if you don't, you know, plan it out. If you're not self-directed, it won't be any good.
0: That's exactly right. And I guess our system, the way that we kind of set up our systems in the West, as a young kid, even for me, I had you know things given to me in, from at home like even a meal like my mum would be like what would you like sometimes she wouldn't even give me an option with what was for dinner that night so a lot of things were already decided for me and then like you said when you went on holidays I remember feeling anxious about deciding what I'm going to have for dinner sometimes or where I'm going to go out for a date with my girlfriend or you know stuff uh, like nice that so what do you do <laughs> yeah uh, I'm not single Yeah. now um <laughs> But it's one of those things where you have to you, you realise how, like you said, in school and majority of our life, we're not given the opportunity to make mistakes and to to kind of discover what we like, and we've been you know given opportunities and made to do them. So it's really good for the boys to have heard what we um, spoke about and hear their thoughts. But I think the number one thing with smart goals is the first thing about smart goals is S stands to specific, and I think. That's probably the most important aspect to begin a goal because if you're not specific, then you don't know if you've arrived at your goal. You don't know where you're at with the goal. You don't know what you're really targeting. you aiming for. Yeah, the, um,
1: the reason I like smart goals because I'm not I'm not the kind of guy who likes you know acronyms or like you know cute ways of remembering information <laughs> um, because I think it's 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 often really forced. But with smart, like Every letter, except A, and we did raz on A a bit in the session, but I think that's fair. Every letter is so important. So I think you, if you take any of those things and they aren't part of the formula, that's a deal breaker, like or a mm-hmm. goal breaker, I should say. So if it's not realistic, it won't happen. If it's not yeah. time based, it won't happen. If it's not specific and measurable, it won't happen. That's why it's such a good system because it's designed to like, you know, plug all the holes, like make goal setting and goal achieving into a more foolproof thing
0: Mm. it makes me really like become more self-aware or forces me to become more self-aware of myself because when you're asked when you're confronted with the question what do you specifically want to achieve like specifically tell me what location would you like to drive to and or what specifically job what kind of specific job would you like and how much money would you ideally like to have and aim for to earn then you have to really, it, all the onus is on you then. You have to really know what you want and decide on what you want. And you can kind of look within yourself sometimes and, re, and, and kind of come up with maybe not much. <laughs> maybe you're like, I don't know. I, I I really thought I knew, but now that you ask me the question, I don't really know. And I think yeah, that's because the key.
1: F- figuring out what you want, it almost takes practice because you, yeah. you you have the idea in your head and you kind of play with it a bit and see how you feel about it. You know, as we said mm. in, in our dream job session, um, you know, we both can think of people who did something for a few years and then completely changed what they were doing. And mm. that's because, you know, even when we're figuring out what we want, sometimes that's true of the moment, sometimes that's true of the year. But the reason we it's an important skill as an adult or someone becoming an adult to think about what you want is because you really test it. You put it through a st- stress test in your head and like mm. forces you to make sure that it's something that's going to be satisfying or rewarding for you and it's yeah. just there isn't much there isn't much preparation for that in school i don't think it's a very kind of extracurricular thing
0: yeah it is and i remember something that really i read that really helped me when i was a couple of years out of school i heard that you know if you Just get used to making some type of decision with all the options that are available for you to choose, whether it's just as simple as a meal or a movie to go see, and you're overwhelmed, narrow it down to the top three and just pick one at random. Because if you can narrow it down to three that you like or just some type of number, it doesn't have to be three, it could be four or five, but just say three, then you're practicing making decisions. And that itself, it's just a really good skill to make because sometimes if you don't make a decision it still is the decision and you might miss out or you might be in a worse place um, but you want to make sure that if we can keep I guess, working on the muscle so to speak of decision making just with the little things then when the big things come around you, you, you'll be a bit more confident when it comes to game time
1: yeah that's an interesting piece of advice actually I like that, just narrowing it down to a few because that's Something it, it shows how lucky we are with our lifestyle that we can have so many options that we don't know what to choose. And you hear about this thing called option paralysis, where people mm. have so many options that they're and they're so scared of choosing the wrong one that they don't make any decision, which ultimately yeah. is rarely <laughs> the appropriate outcome for what you want. Yeah. And so, cutting that down to three or four is I mean, that's kind of using the same cognitive muscle, the same part of your brain that you know, we'll end up choosing one thing. So I think that's a real good piece of advice.
0: Yeah, it's just good to practice with the little things and it's really helped me and then the next step that's really helped me, um, I guess be more specific, is to ask myself about the motivation behind why I want to achieve this goal. So, if I want to lose weight or get fit, and that's just an easy, I guess it's an easy topic. We always bring it up with weight and fitness, but hmm, especially because pretty it's pretty
1: simple. It fits the measurable and time-based easy.
0: Yeah, and or money, what are the two, but um, the thing that people don't realize is some, sometimes goals are pretty common to reach. Like you, A lot of people do lose weight, or some, a lot of people do save the money they want, but they don't end up any happier than they were before, because they sometimes end up more burdened because they have to keep it and maintain it. And um, they really, if you look at, when I ask these people in my journey, they often haven't looked at the, the reason behind doing it or some of it being disappointed maybe was connected to wanting to do something because it looked good and, and people were doing it and that's why you wanted that goal. But other people that sustained their goals or reached their goal and kind of changed it and felt happy about it, are guys and girls that I meet that, are in tune, they're self-aware with their values and, and what type of person they want to become. And I think there was this quote that said, it's not really about the goal that, it's not about reaching the goal that matters, it's the person you become after you reach the goal that matters more because then you've, like in a video game, you kind of, if you're a character in a video game, you're up your level, you pretty much just up your attributes every time you've gone through a better challenge. And, All right, um, Nerd yeah <laughs> I'll be playing Pokemon
1: <laughs> um yeah i I and this is something you've talked about in some of the live school sessions the the big hall ones that we don't record is um you know putting questions to your actions, and I really like the idea of asking yourself why you have a certain goal or why you have a certain interest, especially if you're trying to decide between if you have that option paralysis and you want to choose the right thing, I think that's something we forget to do is ask ourselves why and what the motivation is and that way mm. you can kind of trim things down depending on which of those motives is, you know, something that's actually going to challenge and grow you as opposed to something that maybe will give you like an ego boost or whatever.
0: What's something that you maybe, um, what's a goal that you've been aiming for, Michael? Um, of like, Because I know most people might not know about this, but you've been doing stand-up for how many years now?
1: Um, I guess I first did it five years ago, but I've only really been doing it big time for the since the start of last year.
0: Yeah, and, and Ellen, <clears throat> I, I love everyone to hear this because I really mean it. So I'm really proud of you as a friend that just to be stepping out like you are and and really pursuing it because it takes absolute guts and, and bravery and boldness to actually... Make it official. This is my goal, and you're letting people know publicly. You're putting yourself out there. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of guts to do that.
1: Yeah, even just the jump between you know doing it and then actually calling yourself a comedian is kind of you making a choice. That's a dedication in itself. And I the big thing that kickstarted that for me was having a goal because I I need more practice at setting goals. What I did was I kind of forced myself into a goal. I signed up for a show in the Newcastle Fringe. So mm. that that there was a forced smart goal because it was specific. I needed to put on a show. It was measurable. I My slot was an hour long. It was time-based. I had three months to put it together. The mm. only problem was the realistic, but it came together, so ultimately it must have been realistic. So, you know, that's, I guess, a practical example of what we've been talking about this week and last, of how, you know, all this talk and... and and the way we, the goals we set and how we go about those goals can actually translate into something. And because that for me is one of those positive things I've done so far, definitely.
0: Yeah, how much patience has it required <laughs> to to keep going from your end?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not an area that there's always money in. But again, this ties into what we were just saying of how you got to look at the reasons behind it. And if it wasn't mm-hmm. something that, that I enjoyed independently of how often money comes in from it then it would have been a bad choice but the reality is i still get to have fun with it and and challenge myself and think of new things to do with it and um if that wasn't enough then it would have been the wrong choice
0: yeah that's interesting i mentioned money about that because it's like if people's motivation is money and they wanted to say stand up for the money (laughs) i don't think that last very long in the journey right
1: absolutely why don't you give us a, a rundown of the um the process of uh, getting the green room happening.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that's just ridiculous. It's like a progress. It's like a, a. It really is a. A, it evolves. Dreams can evolve. So I started teaching guitar and running a little small business, just tutoring and helping kids out at certain schools for years, and then I. I loved it so much that I I actually had a lot of other things in the vault that I wanted to do too, like speak and do music. But it came to a halt when my time just couldn't be given to all three at once. I needed to make a decision to cut something off and put it towards something. And Green Room was birthed from that.
1: Yeah, so ultimately that's a similar situation. You know, when we refine our interests to figure out what we're actually going to commit to and go ahead with. And that's a process that you had to go through to to start the green room where you mentor kids and, and teach the music and stuff, and which this podcast, of course, spun off from. The, the processes that we're teaching these kids are the ones that, you know, we have to thank for the fact that we're even getting to talk to them about it and that we're even having this conversation right now. So that's pretty mm. cool.
0: I like that you said, like, how, you know, you constantly refine... You know, you look at your goals and you review them and refine them. And honestly, for my journey with this, it's been... It was refined... The two options that I cut off to... To cut off to be able to do green room was based on the motivation or fulfillment. Like, I I chose fulfillment over... Like, uh, I guess, anticipated fame, or anticipated traveling and touring and stuff. But I wanted to have a family and I wanted to have time to be with my f- family here as well. So, I couldn't do everything. And that's the problem is, and that helps me to know that I can't do everything. You can do anything nearly, but you can't do everything. Yeah. So, it's like a very big reality to, to re- recognize that your time is finite and you yeah. have to make decisions to say no to things. Um But well, yeah, I, think I hope this has um, been good. Yeah, for, I, um, I was
1: just going to say, I feel like um, if I can just toot our own horns I think we're probably setting a pretty good example then
0: yeah when it comes yeah. to
1: lining up motivation and um, and decision
0: yeah knowing and, and knowing each other for many years too it's just good to know it's, it's great to see our know, journeys kind of line up at the moment you know and I honestly really love what you're doing and I love the heart behind it and I can honestly say as a friend that Michael is doing stand-up for the right reasons. It really is. It's great. And I think it really does translate to in your shows. Um, I think motivation does show itself um, eventually. You can tell when someone's in it for the wrong reasons. You can feel it. You feel like a little... You feel treated... You feel like you're being treated a little bit less human, I feel, when you're not doing it for the right reasons.
1: Yeah, well, um, thanks a lot, Matt. Now I have to do a a charity
0: tour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do it. Well, it we, um... It sound so
1: virtuous, my, my next show is going to have to be a fundraiser.
0: And have you got a date for your, um, for your trip to LA, booked in yet?
1: Oh, I'm I'm looking at, uh, traveling over there, maybe the 1st of April, no joke. Yeah, just putting that together now.
0: Yeah. Well, we should keep everyone updated about that, because, um, if there's... It uh, depends on the venue and all that, but we can at least give people an opportunity to support you in your dream. That'd sure, really cool.
1: yeah. I'm, I'd like to put on a, a nice cheap show, but one that could help me um, help me with the uh, financial side of that. And thanks for, I guess, handing this over to me as a platform for it. Yeah, well, I'll let people know. And, and in uh, LA, I should be able to um, give you a call and, and keep taking part in this. It's only going to be for the length of about six episodes anyway, so.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. Well, listen, thanks again, guys, for tuning in, and uh, make sure you keep up to date on the Facebook. And we'd love to hear any comments and questions and ideas for the show. You're awesome.
1: Yeah, thanks. And um, if you want to follow my comedy, just uh, search Michael Sykes, and uh, you'll see a page listing me as a Newcastle-based entertainer. And also oh. check out the Green Room uh, as that's well, right. where Matt does. Well, Matt and his employees do mentoring and music stuff. And, uh, yeah, thanks for all your support and interest. We value you guys a lot, and we will talk to you soon.
0: See you, guys. We really want to encourage you to share this online and personally to any friends, family members, and students that you feel would benefit from it. If you go to our website, greenroom.net.au, and click on the live tab, you'll see Code of Kings podcast. We want to hear your questions, suggest some topics for us to discuss, and give us your feedback about how it's helped you and your friends. Follow us on Instagram at The Curt of Kings and hashtag us in your ventures of bravery, moments of discovery, and you'll see us posting helpful things up on there. we hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you next time.